welcome on the show. Tell us a bit about yourself and yeah, just what you do. Cool. So my name's Atom Kual. I am a visual effects coordinator. Oh, I've been in film and TV for kind of up to five years now. And before <laughs> this, I was working in live TV. So a massive contrast to um, film and TV drama. So yeah, that's a quick summary about me. Right. So do you, do you have a specific um, department that you specialize in? Yeah, so I yeah, so I work in visual effects. So I started um I started my journey um it was really random. I went for a production interview job um as a production runner. That's like the generic runner usually in, in film and TV. Um mm-hmm. and then the the production manager, production supervisor, um, she recommended me to the visual effects department because I just kept talking about my own short films and how much I really love and, and she must have easily translated that to be a very technical person so she just immediately chucked me over to yeah. chucked my cv over to the visual effects department and i have not changed since i've just kind of right. been on a on a steady journey i mean i started off working as a witness camera operator um and that was amazing got to work on some great films um and then i did that for about two to three years and then i decided to switch over to visual effects production just mainly because i wanted to have uh, an overview of of the whole the whole production process because um yeah when you jump on set usually a lot of these film jobs um especially as witness camera operator i mean you start a week or two weeks maybe before before shooting Mm-hmm. Um, you don't usually get time to read the script. Um, you just jump in and you're just like, what am I doing? I don't even know what the story is about. You have like no idea, like a fish in water and it's just sink or swim really. So yeah, yeah once I switched to visual effects um, production and then yeah, I went into uh, assistant coordinator um, on Death on the Nile. That was my first, um, yeah, first uh, office job in VFX. And then um, yeah, it was great because of my onset skills. I got to I got to go to Egypt and shoot uh, plate photography, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. So I was in Egypt, Egypt for a month, um, and then I, yeah, I, and then when I came back to the UK, I did all the office stuff, which was fantastic. So oh, yeah. um, now, in hindsight, I see like my background in working on set as, and then now being in the office, it, it just makes sense that I understand kind yeah. of what's going on, and you know, it's, yeah. It's fun. Do, you, do, you, do you have a preference between being on set and being at the office? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it depends. Like, um, I mean, generally on set is, is great, I think, but um, ah, it's it's a tough <laughs> one because there, there's bits of it I love. Like, there's mm. like when you when you're shooting, being on set is fantastic. Um, but in the long term, where I'm at now, uh, in the office, I do enjoy it. So mm. I think I, I, I do like a mix of it. So like when we're shooting, you know, it's great to be in the office and be able to coordinate things. But then you have to kind of go on set um, yeah. daily to check on, see what's going on. So, um, yeah, I think I definitely enjoy better where I'm at now than mm-hmm. when I was on set. Yeah. OK, cool. Can you tell us what the role of um, a VFX coordinate, coordinator is? A visual effects coordinator is yeah. someone who... Someone who coordinates um, different departments... Um, and the, the role can look so different um, on different films. So I've done visual effects coordinator jobs where I have um, looked after um, the in-house team in terms of be their main point of contact. So um, a lot of these film productions or TV productions will have an in-house team, will have some compositors. Um, yeah, we'll have some compositors um, and then I'll be the main the main person. So anything that they need, anything... 
um, any notes I need to pass on to the VFX supervisor and just sort of be that middle person. Um, and then afterwards, I, I then took on um, I then took on vendors um, as in the main point of contact for that. So with a lot of um, when we go into post-production, um, the work is usually split up into different vendors. There's usually one main vendor that does the bulk of the visual effects work, but there's also other smaller vendors which, which take over the other shots because essentially... On, on big shows, you know, there can be thousands of shots and just to give it all to one vendor is can be quite can be quite busy. So it, it's usually nice to sort of spread out the work. So there's usually a couple of vendors and what the coordinators do is they usually split up the workload um, because, yeah, when you answer every single vendor question and then when, when you're in post-production, the emails come in thick and fast. So if you're trying to take on three or four vendors as a coordinator, it's extremely busy and extremely difficult so my job looks very different at different stages right um so during pre-production um the, the things that i'm doing now is i'm looking after um the the previous uh the, the, yeah the previous company working with two two previous companies um we we essentially get the storyboards um they then um between my vfx producer and vfx supervisor and the directors we then sort of pick out key pick out key shots that they'd want to previs. And the reason why things get tend to be previs is because there could be a massive car chase going down the street and things are getting blown up left, right and centre. Um, it's a lot cheaper to, to, to hire a to hire a composite or, or to hire a, an artist um, or a very small team to then previs and and what for those people who don't know what previs is, previs is pre-visualisation. And it's essentially moving storyboards. Um, it can be as very basic or how technical as you want it to be. Um, and the, the sort of more simple way really is you can, you can just essentially be like a storyboard where you can add sound, but um, how things tend to be on the, the higher end stuff is, mm -hmm. you know, they tend to be like t t uh, 2D animations, um, which, you know, you can have the character in there and, and, and it just makes things very much smoother and, and it just brings things to life rather than just words on a page. And it just helps, especially these big massive scenes and it can help save so much money. So that's pre-production. During production, again, it changes, but for the most part, I would uh, coordinate um, any sort of cyber scanning, um, any sort of um, character character cyber scanning, uh, uh, prop scanning and lighter scanning, which is all, all, all set things. So I'm back and forth um, on set. And then during post-production, then again, like I said before, taking care of of vendors um, dealing with any requests that they might have, dealing with the submissions that come in. So it's a very versatile job and it changes um, throughout the different stages you when you're in production. So um, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Cool, man. Can we just step back and just talk a bit about your, your VFX journey in terms of yeah. your journey into the industry? So are you able to tell us, yeah, how, how that happened, like your, your breakthrough into the industry and like maybe prior to that, like what? what you studied and what inspired you to to decide to go into VFX? Yeah, um, what? Uh, so, um, so I'd have to start from college. College, mm. I did electrical electronic engineering. Um, mm. And then I did that and I found it a bit boring. Um, the engineering side of things, I, I did, it was something that just didn't, it just did, I just didn't like it. And then... Mm. Um, I discovered this thing called the Roundhouse, which is amazing. Um, they did a they did weekly courses, and I did a dance music video course, which is obviously extremely very random. Um, and then they sent through a brochure for the next semester, and um, yeah, they sent through a, a brochure for the next semester. Um, and then what that what, what what doing those weekly courses at the Roundhouse helped me to do was 
um, helped me to understand editing. Um, I was filming and shooting music videos. I had no idea what that entailed. First time I'd done it, really. Um, yeah. And then that was enough for me to to then ch um, change for uni and to say, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for for television and video technology. Um, and then just like that, I, I, I just completely changed career paths, you know, from engineering um, to, to media. And then I simply got 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 sort of got hooked, got hooked into mm -hmm. it. Um, and then for uni, um, at the end of my first year, I then found I wanted to get more work experience. So during the summer of my first year, I I found this company called Mama Youth Project. Um, and what they do is they, they tend to try to get um, ethnic minority and underprivileged um, people from different backgrounds into the film and television industry. So they equipped me um, the first year, I had some really, really good training with them. Um, and then and then, and then, then during my uni course, um, I did a gap year and I did, I worked for Revelation TV. Um, and for then I worked and did live TV and I got to multi-skill operator. I got to learn camera, I got to learn sound, I got to learn vision mixing, which was fantastic. And then after uni, I did that for a few years and then I wanted to get a job in film. Um, and then I reached back to Mama Youth Project and they sent me a, a, a sort of an email about jobs that were going. And then there was there was a job um, for Warner Brothers, which was amazing. Um, and then I went, that's when I went in as a production, um, that's when I went in for an interview for a production runner. Mm -hmm. um, and then that job was actually Justice League, which was amazing. Um, and I didn't end up getting that job um, but then what the producer done was kept my details on file and it was like a year later um, when they hired me as a witness camera operator for Justice League uh, additional photography and that mm. was my big break and yeah, yeah. it was 2017 now yeah. yeah yeah so just seeing as you have a bit of experience in in what you do would would you say what's the typical way for for people to get in as vfx coordinators how does one become a vfx coordinator what's the is there a set way to or path to 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 go through to to become one um you can it you kind of need to look at it as two paths if you want to be a vfx coordinator vendor side which is you know essentially your more exposed to the to, to the broad seam of the industry so you get to you know meet the directors you get to be with the actors um and you kind of get to explore that side of things um if you want to be a vfx coordinator on that side um then you i think you can start off being a production runner um you can start off being a witness camera operator depending on where your skills lie um or you can be a vfx pa and there when you're on set or when, if you're in the office you really get exposed to all the things that happen in VFX, which I think is great, because then you need to ask yourself if you still want to do it. Um, and then you can simply progress up from there. Um, if you want to do it vendor side, um, then it's sort of a similar thing. You know, you can start off as being a, an office runner, you start off being um, a VFX uh, PA, and then you just really learn the grips about everything that that, mm -hmm. that, that, that goes on set or anything that goes on in the office, and you just learn from there. So, yeah, yeah. VFX PA. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So tell us about what, um, yeah, what are the results of bad VFX coordination? I think production, um, when you're shooting, that's kind of the, the craziest bit because, mm. uh, like recently COVID has just been, just been crazy. I mean, um, I, th I think it's hard to be on a job. It's hard to be shooting and to not be affected by COVID, you know? 
um, and the schedule just goes out of whack, you know, because you could be saying, fine, you're filming for for 100 days um, and, you know, the first day he's got everything planned out very nicely um, and then COVID hits um, and then everything gets gets turned upside down. Actors that you're supposed to be cyber scanning are no longer available and you just have to keep moving. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, I can't think of one particular thing, but it's just... It can just be so crazy and you kind of always need to be on your toes. Like it's it's great. It's great to plan things. And I think in anything, you know, with, with coordinating, that's all I kind of do. Plan, 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 plan and have, have everything sort of set up so it's all nicely done. Like on this day, you're going to do this. On this day, you're going to do that. And you just need to have that sort of liquid, liquid mindset of, you know, whatever, when you come in the day, um, what's the plan? And then you kind of have a backup plan. So it's just, you need to be ready for all sorts of uh, chaos. Because um, yeah, with COVID nowadays, you just you just never know. Yeah, which department are you in in most in touch with on a, on a day to day basis? The best thing about I think visual effects anyway, or being a VFX coordinator, um, yeah. is you're interlinked with all departments. Um, you know, when you're when you're cyber scanning someone, you know you need to speak to the ads who who then line everything up for you you need them to speak to hair and makeup make sure that that they're around to have someone scans there um when you're scanning uh when you're lidar scanning a set you need to speak to art department and make sure that the set is ready for you to be scanned um so you really are in the midst of everything um and then you know when 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 doing um for example previs um then you're you know directly in contact with the with the assistants of the of the directors because they they want to see you know you're in meetings with them and taking notes and yeah it, it's 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 a great department to be in because you literally are you interact with all, all departments um at every stage um and yeah you can't really hide from that so yeah, yeah. You're, you're in contact with everyone yeah are you able to um elaborate a bit more on on your your work process with with the with the vendors so um in terms of the vendors uh and where it gets sort of the busiest will be in, in post-production um for me so how a typical day in post-production will look like is i come in to the office in the morning um and we have submissions usually from from vendors um and we usually split the workload so if if i'm taking on two or three vendors when i come in in the morning and i see that these two or three vendors have submitted um, a couple of submission packages. My job in post-production is to make sure those packages get seen by the VFX supervisor who then um, creatively gives feedback. Um, we then will set up dailies meetings with that with the VFX supervisor and the producer and then they'll give then give that feedback on. Um, they'll give the feedback to me. I take the notes. I then pass it on to the vendor. The vendor then adjusts that adjusts and make notes and um, essentially work on those specific shots, um, get it back to us and sort of that loop carries on. Um, and then kind of in the background um, is really kind of being being the main point of, of contact for, for those vendors. So when we're turning over shots, you know, when shots essentially become become real, um, you know, when they go from from the edit, an editorial are very happy with it or or, or if we just know that this is going to be a, a key shot in the, in the film or TV show, then we then turn that turn that shot over. Um, editorial then create... Um, Turnover packages. Um, we then, as coordinators, make sure that whatever is whatever that whatever the vendor needs for these specific shots, whether that be um, any wranglers data, um, on-set photography, um, whether that be um, cyber scans, uh, lidar scans, anything that they need for those shots. Uh, my job will be to make sure that 
all of that gets packaged together and then sends it to sends it to the vendor so the vendor can can get can get that work done and, and to get things done so that's uh, a nice way of putting it <laughs> yeah what do you think is the best way for for people to be able to understand those different um departments <laughs> so it's all done for the planning you know so if um you know when the vfx supervisor is on set and for example if right. they're you know, if, if we're filming a set that that needs to be blown up or, or if, if one portion of the wall, for example, is a green screen, I mean, need to know what, you know, we there is already a plan to know that, you know, this green screen is going to be this background and then it's like, fine, you know, if this is a blank green screen, where are we going to get that background to put it in? So then, you know, it's all in the in the camera data. So on the, on the day, the VFX supervisor, you know, there is a plan going on um, and we just know, for example, this green screen will need to be replaced by... What something that we're going to be shooting in the mountains somewhere. So then that whatever that needs to be inserted in there, you know, essentially needs to be needs to be filmed. Um, whether that's um, done through plate photography, or whether that's when the wrangler is getting a HDRI. Um, so it's kind of having making sure that everything is noted, um, and that gets noted on on the, on the wrangler's database. So then when that done, when that gets passed on to the vendors, the vendor the vendor can see find this shot, this slate is this is this slate. Um, the select was take three, and they got that all in, and they got balls and charts on take four. Oh yeah, look, we got a witness camera here. We got. Um, on set, um, we got uh, we did a, we did photogrammetry on this, and and it's all essentially logged. So it just helps um, us essentially know what what needs to go to that vendor for them to do that shot. And also, the VFX supervisor is is is, is overseeing all this. So then he or she will know right. exactly what okay. um, what we what we recorded, and you know we know that we've 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 done X, Y, and Z for this shot. So then when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, fine, you know. During the turnover process, when we're handing all this stuff over to the vendor, um, yeah, the VFX supervisor will be able to dictate exactly what what we need, um, and we'll already have on the system, and it'll all be sort of tied together on our server, and we can see fine. This shot is called um, Street in London, blah blah blah. We know we have uh, lidar photography for that street, so it just all connects and all marries well. But it's essentially um, my job as a coordinator is just to make sure that all of those things that we've captured belong in the right place. You know, and it's like, so then it, it, it makes it so much easier for anyone to go in and be like, okay, fine, we recorded London Street in Soho, if that's the name of the street, I can go into LIDAR and I can go to LIDAR and see that we recorded this LIDAR, LIDAR. I can see that there's a photogrammetry of it and just package it all up together and send it across. So it's just kind of making sure everyone's on the same page and just making sure your organization skills are um, idiot proof. Yeah does it does it matter or do you have a preference between working on films or uh, episodics um i i i, I, I don't know I've, I've only done i've done mainly films and mm. uh i'm on my second tv show at the moment um mm. tv is definitely different um i think um yeah it's hard i think i think definitely film i'd prefer it but tv it's just there's a lot going on at the moment so you know right. For example, if you're doing eight episodes, it kind of comes across like you're doing three films, you know. So right. if you kind of put the workload into perspective, doing mm. one two-hour film versus, mm. you know, um, eight 50-minute yeah. uh, episodic TV shows, um, it, yeah, it's very different. So if you can imagine the workload of doing one film to doing um, to mm. doing three is very different. But, of course, you have more time um, for TV, but then you have 
less money as well. So it's it's a different ball game. I think I've learned a lot doing both. Um, I think if I just did film and never ventured over to TV, I wouldn't have as much of appreciation for, for film. Right. So yeah. it's very different. But yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. It any um, advice <laughs> for for people looking to become a VFX coordinator? Yeah, I think um, yeah, um, I think ha- um, learn what goes on on set. I think um, it's a, I think it's very great experience to know, because then <clears throat> when you're trying to coordinate um, the wranglers and when you're trying to coordinate what's going on on the set, it just helps you have a much more better understanding. Because it, because then you know you can easily get to that point of why haven't you done this and why haven't you done this when you don't really if you haven't really spent time on a film set. And you know, you know the long hours, and you're standing up all day, and you know you carrying equipment up some big mountain, and you got to walk, you know, around the corner to go to the toilet. Like these kind of basic things that you kind of um, learn to forget about, uh, or not learn to forget about, but don't really have an appreciation of it. Um, I think it really helps you have a bit more of a backbone as a coordinator, and I think it's definitely helped me just understanding um, all the things that go on on set. So then, when I'm in the office coordinating things, um, it just helps things and you have much more of a mutual respect with, with the wranglers i think because you know when you've when you've been there yeah. and you've, you've done what they've they've done yeah. and, and it just makes much more sense so yeah definitely um get some on-set experience um yeah learn learn from all the different departments um and the different job roles you can and just just listen listen yeah sure how about um advice for anyone looking to move from vendor side to production company as a as a coordinator um, just, just go for it. <laughs> so uh, basic. Um, no, yeah. I mean, uh, just, 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 just find someone that, you know, or LinkedIn is absolutely fantastic. I've used LinkedIn so much, um, to find people. You literally type in the job, job role you want, find someone that does it, send them a message. And generally people are quite nice. Um, you know, and, and you can, they can give you some sort of feedback, um, or everyone knows someone that knows someone. It's so busy at the moment, work-wise, that there are so many productions looking for people. And um, yeah, it, the the job role of the VFX coordinator is different from vendor side to work and production side. Um, so I think as long as you're kind of you know open to to, to doing things and just getting stuck in, mm-hmm. um, I think you can go for it. But yeah, LinkedIn is is my top tip. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about your 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 company? Your you've got a Humble Films um, Limited. Tell us a bit about, yeah, the projects behind it and, yeah, what made you start it, I guess. Awesome. So Humble Beginnings Films is my production company that I set up. And essentially it's for, it, it's yeah, it, it's a company that I set up to, to really make, make films that I want to make. Um, I think it's great, you know, working on these Hollywood films and TV shows, which are great. But, um, you know, I, I very much love working on my own films, which I do in between um these big projects and you know we tend to work on films that um that have an inspiration to it um and you know the kind of underdogs type stories kind of like kind of like rocky but not so much boxing but it's just like those those i think those rocky films and and those films that you can kind of take something out of it at the end of it um you just feel a bit if you feel a bit more inspired those are the kind of films that we, we 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 try and do so um, yeah, that's what I do when I'm not going crazy yeah. working on these films, so running around, the, <laughs> running around the country. <laughs> yeah, 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 amazing. 
amazing um yeah man yes i think yeah you, you've you've covered that pretty much everything i wanted to know and yeah i, I really appreciate appreciate it and i wish appreciate your time as well awesome thank you thanks for having me i mean yeah I, yeah yeah thanks for reaching out to me you know and i really love yeah. what you do i think um i think it's very important to highlight different kinds of people um that have been doing this doing the industry because people don't know you know you just you just mm. see box sets and you see all of the hod's you know explaining what they do but you don't really find out how they get to be the hod you know how do they become a vfx supervisor how do they become mm-hmm. a vfx producer you know so yeah i think it's great yeah so i think keep doing keep doing what you're doing yeah thank you bro cheers